back to What Moves You with Jesse. We're back in conversation today with my mom, retired marriage and family therapist Cheryl Douglas. I'm really excited for you to listen in on this conversation because it was a real time issue that I was coming up against for myself. I have one note that I wanted to make sure I made clear with you here. At the end, I talk about getting curious about why you come up against these roadblocks of habitual thinking, which is what I was up against myself. But when I say that, I don't mean to analyze why. I would love for you to just lob the question out to the universe and see what occurs to you immediately. That's wisdom. That's truth. I just wanted to make sure that was clear. On with the show. Hi, Mom. Hi, Jess. <laughs> so I'm just going to out myself right off the top and tell everybody that we have already been chatting for nearly two hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> what we do. <laughs> Because I had, um, I had hit, I've been hitting some proverbial growth walls and needed some help in, in seeing past them for myself. And it ended up leading to a really great conversation that I think everybody needs to consider Period. (laughs) I was trying to think of more words. Not needed. No, not needed. Yes. Yeah. I'm here. So um, you use this phrase that that kind of hit the nail on the head that I thought to myself, this is this is what we're going to talk about. You said um, our fallback. Was it fallback thinking or fallback behavior or both? Both, actually, I think. Mm -hmm. But what we do, what we do, we fall back to certain ways of thinking that can come with behavior. And then we're closed where the door closes on any other possibility of thinking anything differently. At least that's kind of, and then what we were sharing about that. Mm-hmm. So massive. Because what was interesting to share with you all out there, um, I have been personally going, well, yeah, we could say going through, going through some different um, medical surprises with my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically with my breasts. I'll just say mm-hmm. it straight because I know all the women out there oh, can sure. relate. Mm-hmm. Um, different symptoms, you know, nothing nothing terribly scary, but, you know, the unknown of, of our physical body when it starts to talk to us can be uh, nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah, so it's because you don't know. That's why it's nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. 
So what I was sharing with mom is that I've been noticing that because of the uncertainty and the insecurity that comes with feeling little about not knowing what's going on with my body, not having all the information yet, I have been innocently (laughs) piling on every single thing that I could potentially be stressing about onto myself. Yes. I will share with the folks so people understand. I have thinking, uh, um, I guess I could say, I find that when, you know, when I'm feeling insecure about one thing, I end up becoming super vigilant about everything that I think I need to be paying attention to, to make sure that everything clips along in a way that I guess I, I, I think it should be. That it should be what? You're looking at me for something. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just to be, I'll just be more pragmatic with my description here because I've been feeling insecure about what's going on with my body. I have also then been feeling like I need to be paying attention to, um, this new shift in me of feeling pretty ready to begin the process of becoming a parent. Yes. Um, Good for your mother. What'd Um, you say? (laughs) It's exciting to me. Yes. About being a grandmother. Yeah. You are children. Yes. Uh, Or child or whatever you decide. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, the idea of getting pregnant, um, beginning the conversations of investing in property in Los Angeles, uh, where I'm at with my business, <laughs> mm-hmm. my age, because that kind of goes hand in hand with my fertility journey, um, thinking about COVID and, uh, what else? <laughs> No, no, but it, <clears throat> you have an extreme skill on looking at the big picture, right? Everything. So it floods in, and pretty soon you're carrying not just one thing you're concerned about, but you're carrying, you, you visualize everything that you're concerned about. That you want to have some, you want to change with something. You want to take it on. Yes. And so and instead of taking on just what's right in front of you, you take on what we do, what we do next, what we do after that, what we do after that. And that becomes sitting in your lap right in the moment. So exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's a good skill. But you saw if you were concerned about one thing, it's better to do it at a time. And get the information and that you put in, and then that lifts the concern. So, yes, you've got it all the way down the block and around the corner on the other side of town. <laughs> all those things you're concerned about, what do I do now? What do I do now? One thing at a time is 
much more helpful. Yes. So when I when I when we when mom and I first got on the call to, you know, just share with each other what we were going to talk about for the podcast. I needed to get it off my chest that I am so tired of this routine. Like I, uh, it is not, it's very familiar to me that when one area of my life feels um, so uncertain in the way that like my health does right now. um, And not to say that I'm not okay. I guess I should put that out into the world. I know that I am safe and I am okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, you it's it's always a it's always kind of a shocker when the when the body shows up with going, hey, pay attention to me for a second, put everything else on hold. Exactly. Um, but anyhow, I'm tired of in the way like you had said, most folks get into this old fallback routine of circular habitual thinking. And then they become closed off and can't see past that cycle. And for me, which is really quite hopeful when it comes to all of us as humans, because if, if I can hit, if I can hit a a place in myself of being done with that, so can everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I've hit a spot where I'm recognizing that this, becomes a routine that if something makes me kind of go inside to be with myself while I, while I process and shift and change instead of just, you know, kind of taking it as it comes, I get into taking everything all on at once in my mind and getting scared. Mm -hmm. I have a picture in my head years ago and i and it's an old it's it's an old one and it could be um that painter which i can remember his name right now he's famous painter but he and he painted santa claus leaning over and carrying a wall well carrying the world on his back and it was so heavy he leaned over and I remember I bought that and then little Mrs. Santa Claus was next to it. And I could not get that out for years because I think that was my, it was, it was the metaphor that I was carrying a lot of stuff myself. So, so I just would put her out. I leave him in the box, poor thing. (laughs) And, uh, for Christmas, you know, for Christmas. And so then after a while, when, the, when I understood why it was triggering me so much, then I brought him out and it was a sweet, it's a kind of a sweet combination. So that's what it, it feels like. The more things that you have in your thoughts that are going 100 miles an hour and, and you get into somewhat despair, right? Didn't we talk about that a little bit? that it's just a process that you could say, that's enough. I, let's put this first. And then when, when this gets resolved, then I'll take on the next thing. Because you'll have the energy and not the weight of the world on your shoulders. 
Yes. Yes. If you can, if you have more to add to that. Well, it's great. Uh, I think um, what really was freeing for me and that I really wanted to make sure that we shared with everybody um, is that you asked me when, how did you frame that question? And it was so good because you said, I don't have the answers you do, but you asked me the greatest question. Do you remember? Yeah. That I asked you, when have you felt like this before? And you came up in less than a second, less than 30 seconds. You said, I feel like six. So then we explored feeling like the weight of your shoulders was on, you were aware of, uh, you were about six years old. Yes, that was it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And it occurred to me because, and I did ask, I, you know, wanted to make sure you were okay with sharing this part. Sure. And you said, go for it. (laughs) But um, you and dad would argue when I was, you know, when I was younger and for whatever reason, I took it upon myself from a very young age to stay very vigilant of what was going on with you guys to make sure everything worked out. Okay. Right. And I think a lot of folks would probably could relate to that. Cause I've, right. I've heard that story from a lot of people of, right you know, staying in just like the next room over and listening into their parents to kind of pay attention and make sure that it ended well. Right. You know, Um, but what was so huge for me, that was such an insightful moment was um, being asked that question really made me, that's where the word vigilant kind of occurred to me was thinking, yeah, I felt like I needed to be vigilant of everything going on and I didn't feel like I could turn my back on it because if I did, then everything would fall fall apart. apart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might've gotten that also from me. I had, I've, I found my belief years ago with that if I had to, if I was vigilant on with your sisters and stuff, if I if I focused on something I was worried about, if I did this and and I was telling dad about that, your grandfather, <clears throat> about how he said something about something about you look worried. And so I said, you know, I just get really worried about the girls. And so I get worried about this, I get worried about that. And he said something that clarified. He said, if you think you keep your eyes on it and you're vigilant, that they'll be safe. And I said, yes, I think, I think that's an old belief. There's, it's in there somewhere, Dad. And he said, remember, most things happen when you're not looking. He said, you'll be looking and looking and looking and looking. And all of a sudden you're hit in the back of the head with a frying pan that it's not what you're looking at. It's something over here. So I might have passed that one on to you a little bit. And that's why you gave me a worry wart (laughs) (laughs) a few Christmases ago. Still have that thing so I can look at it. (laughs) And 
with that little the little piece of putty that you got at that store. It's <laughs> yes. the sweetest little face and a piece of wire that's curled up outside of its head and it's right in front of me all the time to remind me to laugh about that. But what was so interesting for me, that was so comforting. So I could back off a little bit and uh, let you be you and and let your sisters be. Doesn't mean I still don't am concerned, but there's something more peaceful in it. Well, if I can't see it coming, you know, that means I'd be twirling around all the time and it, it's just a belief. It isn't the truth, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's huge for me to see because it just makes sense. Right. That when I'm feeling low, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sitting here fussing about what's going on with my body um, <clears throat> or anything, you know, we all go in and out of low moods all day, every day, uh, you know, time every once in a while, but especially when it's about something that's kind of more significant and kind of, you know, throws me around a little bit. It just makes sense that I kind of abandoned when abandon what I know to be true about life, which is that it's constantly for us. Yes. Yes. Isn't that the truth? It is. It's in your best interest. And it's just that that whole thing about really positive, good energy comes your way when you're not fussing so much or you're not caught up in those. We used, you used to go in thought storms. Yes. You know? And you're really good at it because you're visual. So you can bring all those pictures inside and, you know, and then you're trying to figure them all out at the same time. And, and it's not possible because you don't have the information. And then once you get the information, then it's more peaceful. Yes. So, exactly. and it is true. And that's when I said, well, if, you've, if you're really about six and you're looking at this big, huge thing, it's a little difficult. And if you're in a different place, more you're uh, the adult part of you, then, then they're not, it's not as big a deal. It's, 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 more you have the skills to manage it yeah that was so big when you said that when you said well of course trying to figure all that out being six years old Mm -hmm. would be overwhelming right i should don't do well with that (laughs) never have never will because i didn't have the wisdom when i was eight yeah, the charge, but I thought, I had the charge, but I didn't have any wisdom with it. So I did what an eight-year-old would do, at least what I thought it was right. Well, whatever was right for me at the time, I thought that was right. Sometimes it didn't work out so well. Sometimes it worked out beautifully. Yeah. So, but it's when you're eight, you're eight, you know. So... 
Yeah. And that's, that's it. It's just that, that idea that when I was tiny, I felt like me having me paying attention to everything going on was a positive thing because it was me keeping track. Right. So if anybody dropped the ball, I could go fix it, you know, and, and that is a beautiful, truly a beautiful intention even now. Oh, it's a, absolutely. It's a it's about where your heart is and what, you know, what, what you believe in life and that you help others. Yeah. You help others. It's just a little hard when you're so tiny. Yeah, exactly. You've got a couple of fools that are having an argument <laughs> over probably not much of anything. <laughs> I know. But, you know, it's just, it's so, it's amazing when you said that phrase, oh, that's the fallback, you mm-hmm. know, when you were talking about that. It's amazing. It truly is. And it's, that's, that is the takeaway for today for everybody to really hear that, you know, I mean, it's please take the gift of me realizing that I was done with how I seem to always come to a place where I would feel this way when I go inside to really work, work hard on something inside myself that I I'm tired of getting kind of tossed up Mm -hmm. in the wind of kind of feeling like I need to juggle all the balls. When, when I go home inside of myself, I know that's not true, but my mind was just making me so tired with how much I understand. And yet it would run away with me a little bit. And um, just you defining it that way is huge fallback. You know, sometimes when you've gotten that way, uh, what I've noticed over the years is that when you've gotten the way, you're about ready to launch. So it's almost evaluating everything in your face. And that uh, the way I say it for me is when I'm in that space and feeling kind of overwhelmed is that I'm really right in the middle of my own change, emotional change inside myself. And so what I thought about yesterday, oh, geez, that's not what I think about today. And so, um, you know, it's just about getting deeper in yourself. So somehow you have to excavate every picture you ever thought about between now and the next year, and you have to change it all at the same time. We, whatever your outcome will be, will be on its time, right? Yeah. That is probably better to solve one at a time than trying to do it all at once, which probably take about three or four years, and you don't want to do that. Yeah. That's you know, it's a, it's a, that whole thing. You want to stop that process. What you're, what you're working on is fabulous about your life changes and what you're thinking about now to integrate being a parent. And the two of you are beautiful people about parenting anyhow. And, um, and so it's a, it's not like it's a tiny picture of step. You're taking um, some big steps, getting your body in a really right, healthy place to be able to take some of that on, take it on. But it's like when I've seen you get really locked into something like this in your thoughts, then you take enormous steps 
and it just starts coming your way because you're open. So I'm thinking, hmm, she's getting ready to launch. Maybe <laughs> coming down the road. Has many beautiful rainbow colors in it. Oh, thank you, Mom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that could be a testament to how we all work. Mm-hmm. You know, I the thing that comes to mind right now is Amanda Gorman's speech, the beautiful poet laureate at the inauguration. Oh, oh stunning. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And one of the things she said that to me stood out as a pillar of truth that I don't think a lot of people really grab a hold of. And frankly, I have forgotten in the last few days in my own, in my own being caught up in, in all of the pictures in my mind is that she said, even as we grieve, we grow. Right. And I don't necessarily feel like grief is the thing that was on the plate for me this time, but it was definitely just, um, just, just massive shift, massive shift happening inside of myself. And, um, you know, what naturally starts to happen inside of us when, when we do that is we start making a bunch of pictures in our mind and then we get scared. Right. We get scared of what that means, what we're supposed to do to, to accomplish those pictures and Mm -hmm. all those different things. But again, it's such a huge wake up call to recognize, you know, the first step for me was going, okay, you know, I'm on day three of having to have a deep conversation with my husband about what's going on inside of me. And that's what was waking me up to what in the good God dang hell is going on (laughs) and not wanting and just being done with it, just being done with it. Like, you know, yeah, you want to launch, but you don't want to have to um, you know, you, you don't want to have to, um, every time get all this trauma going for yourself. Yeah. But, but you still want the launch, but, and you want the evaluation yes. of where you are now. Yes. But yeah. Just, just to say, you know, stop. I don't need my brain going in all this at the same time, you know? Exactly. So I think that, and then with Mike also, you know, he's such a good down on the bottom line. That's that. Just to put in a funny here, when yep. you know, when I called you and he said that I was going to change my hair and go back to my natural color, and since I had been fooling around with my hair since I was a sophomore in high school, I am now seventy freaking five years old. That uh, and I'm saying. I want to live more authentically. And, you know, your husband said, yes, be yourself. That's the part that I, yes. <laughs> no expounding on wordy, wordy stuff. Oh, that sounds lovely. And I think that's a part of being yourself is you get the whole picture going at the same time that gives you a lot of stress when you're about ready to launch. Yeah. And so, so that whole thing about being uh, it's okay, but you would kind of like to do something different so you don't have to have so much stress. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying is it's like both sides of the coin is one piece. That's really good information is being aware of, Oh, this is what I do when big shifts and changes start to happen. And, and it's quite exciting. Yes. 
And then the other side of the coin is I'd like to fine tune the process a little bit more because I don't want to be so stressed while it's happening. Yeah. And just understanding that that's my process releases some pressure. But man, what an insight to recognize and the takeaway in a very practical, pragmatic way that people listening to this could do for themselves is when you feel like you are kind of coming up against a wall and you are doing the same thing over and over again. Exactly. Get curious about how big do I feel when I'm, when I'm going through this or when did I, you know, when did I, when did it start that I felt like I needed to, whatever it is that you're, you're, you're looking like you, it looks like you're up against it again. It's, it's, it's always about getting curious about that for yourself. Just lob up a question and then see what comes because mom lobbing that question to me was so helpful. And that's our gift to now you guys listening is just, you can do it for yourself. Just ask yourself or ask the universe, I should say, because your brain won't know, but your wisdom will tell you immediately. Right. right. When it is that you felt like you needed to have your eyes on everything or whatever it is that you're coming up against. Right. And um, you'll probably get a a shot of wisdom about your past about, Oh my God, that's when I started it. Yeah. That's what I do. That's, that's what, I, what do. I do. And that, um, and, and how can you do it? What would you do differently? And, and that's what I've done. That's what I do. Now I'd like to do it in a different way that it's just so not hard. One of the things I want to add on to my little story that I about Mike being so down to earth is that for me in a deeper way, it's really taking on the years I have left on this earth, being 75. So it's the very surface thing about being more congruent with myself, you know, and uh, to to be more um, who I am now. And kind of there's some grief to it and fear to it. It's um, about being, since I'm 75, how long more will I make it? I have had parents that lived quite a long time. And uh, then it goes to my health and all those things. So it's a deeper issue, but it was certainly fun to play with it for a while. And then I started thinking in a deeper way, well, what does this truly mean? You know, so yeah. it's, it's like what you said, what I relate to is that sometimes there's some grief, sometimes there's some fear, sometimes, you know, there's different things, but the, 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 pro, the end of the process is there's so much freedom and so much more open-hearted stuff, not only for yourself, but others. And so, and you don't have the stress anymore and you evolved and that's where you are then, feet on the ground, and then you move on. And yes. you go from that change and uh, shift your life to make it work. So I don't know if we're too deep and involved with all this stuff, but that's kind no. of what we do, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think it's great because, yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're just showing all of the texture that shows up for you when right. you get curious about you know, when you're kind of done with a process that maybe you find yourself doing. Right. 
about something, you know, if you, you know, you find that you have circular thinking that kind of feels like it's prodding you as opposed to wisdom when it shows up for you is, is quite as quiet and really, you know, peaceful and, um, hopeful as opposed to feeling like prodding, you know, Elsie Spittle said that, you know, when you're in circular thinking that you're used to getting into, like you said, the fallback routines of things. Yes. It feels very prodding because even though it's, it's, it, uh, is what you normally do. It's just, it's a lot and, and stressful. Right. So, you know, to get it back down to the simplicity of, of what we share with everyone. When you feel like you have gotten a hit that hit a spot where you feel like you're kind of doing the same old story and you're done with it, you, you know, cause you'll be done with it at some point. You don't like this process anymore. Exactly. Right. When you hit that spot, you have the, you have so much information inside of you when you just ask and get curious about when did that begin? Where, you know, where did that come from? Because just as you said, and what I hope we've illustrated today, is that now that I see it, now I have choices. Right. Oh, it's just such a blessing. When you see it, you see something, and you're tired of the same old, same old, now you have choices just by recognizing it. Now you have choices. Do I still want to do this? Or would I like to change yep. something that I'm not so caught up in? Exactly. Right. Well, now with all our wisdom, <laughs> we might think just for each other. Hope somebody gets out something out of this. Yes. If we've got one person that we've got a, an aha moment, <laughs> God bless you, whoever you are out there. If yeah. you've got a tiny little aha moment, that's all we're hoping for. Give Jesse a lot of feedback, will you, folks? <laughs> That sound like a couple of nutcases. Oh, that adds some wisdom to it. Yeah. Who goes? Yeah. <laughs> we think we're good. Whatever <laughs> we're doing. Exactly. All right, Mom. Well, that feels like kind of a perfect place to wrap it up for this week. How does that feel for you? Sounds good. Awesome. Sounds good. I think I'll go in and watch the news that creates so much peace for me. <laughs> I just need to be a little more stimulated. <laughs> God, what a change this whole world is in, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. And I think about, and I do think about that, you know, I'll, pretty soon I'll say, and that's enough that, that I have to say about that, but that every day I think about the, the families that have lost their their loved ones in this pandemic. And it, it just, everyone's while just brings me to tears. Yeah. So um, I just guess I wanted to say that for who's ever listening. I just, it's so sad to me. It didn't have to be this way. You know, this makes me sad, yeah. you know? And I felt that way with the AIDS virus too, just, so many people died. 
still are in some countries. So, um, geez, you're just lucky if you make it all the way to your death. I know. Whatever, whatever that would be. Yes. After in the future, hopefully, for most of us, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's an important thing to be said. Thank you, Mom. Yes. I just thought about that. You know, we do our thing, but then this is what we're all carrying on our backs and in our hearts with these people, the families that are here and the people that, that died and all the things that they were do well too for each other and they aren't here anymore. So, yes. Uh-huh. So with that, I will say goodbye. Yes. We will say sending love to everyone listening. What do you say? Sending I said love in all directions. In all directions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I love you tons, Mom. Pardon? I love you tons. I love you tons, too. And then that's back at you. Yes. Yes. Okay. All Bye right. I'll see, we'll see each other next week. Yes. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to share with friends and family and give us a rate and review on iTunes so more folks find us in this little corner of the podcast world. And give me a call. The hotline is always open for questions and comments. The number is 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week.